and welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So today we are back on series two, trusting your inner guide and building relationships with self and energies around you. So we've already looked at um, understanding and trusting your intuition. We've looked at how to build a deeper relationship with yourself. And today we are looking at um, the world as a mirror, learning from the energies around you. Now, quite often in life, we can think things are very much about a mindset. If I just get the right mindset, if I just get myself motivated enough, if I just try harder. And whilst that is really, really important, what we often forget or neglect is the environment around us. So today I want to talk about the importance of the environment that you find yourself in. I want to share a bit of a story about nature spirits and the land where I live and (laughs) what happened there. I want to talk about your home, the energy in your home, how you can connect with the energy of the home, how you can use the energy of your home to support you and how you can change the energy of your home. And then I also want to talk about synchronicities. And in fact, I'm going to share with you a synchronicity that happened yesterday when I found or rather I witnessed a sparrow hawk in my garden and how oh, what should we say? How coincidental that was, but how perfect the message was for me. So when we think of our environment, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? When we're in our house, if we think of, well, if you think about where you spend your time, it will be your home, possibly your car, if you have a lot of commuting, your office space, and then anywhere else, maybe other people's houses you go to or places that you spend a lot of time in because of like hobbies or, you know, other commitments. And each of those environments has its own energy, has its own atmosphere. And you'll know this because some places you'll go to and you'll just instantly feel at home. It will feel really, really great. And other times you'll be like, oh, something about this energy is just off and you can't quite put your finger on it. And so that's the energy we want to be talking about today. So when you... Actually, let, let, let me share a, um, a, a, the land energy. So where I live, there there aren't many houses and there are no streetlights. So at night time, it is pitch black outside. You know, very, very lucky. You can see so many stars and that, you know, I say there's very, very little light pollution. And I have lived here for probably 10, 10 or 11 years, I suppose. And I always feel incredibly safe where I am. People can't accidentally walk into my garden. Um, it fi- it's always felt very, very safe where I am. Anyway, a, a couple of months ago, I would take our puppy Merlin into the garden for his last wee of the day. And it's never bothered me. We've had him for a year and a half and, you know, just walk into the garden, look at the stars, get my little... Uh, stargazing app out, have a look, see where the planets are. And I like, I like tracking where the planets are and how things are moving above us. And I noticed one day I went out into the garden and it just felt a bit off. And I was like, oh, and I wanted to get outside and get it back inside very, very quickly. And this happened for a couple of days. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I started to feel really uneasy. And, and I think the word I used actually was unsafe. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get Jamie to take Merlin out for his last walk of the day. I can't do this. I feel I feel really unsafe. Felt like someone was watching me. You know, I had that, that feeling that something horrible was going to happen. And I was like, this is not normal. 
And then I thought to myself, okay, perhaps there's something in the environment. Perhaps there's something like happening in a global level. So I checked in with a friend of mine and she said, oh, no, she couldn't feel anything. So I thought, oh, no, it's definitely on my land. It's like definitely in the area that I live. And so I was thinking to myself, okay, so I don't think I'm actually in danger, (laughs) you know, not really in danger like that. So then I started thinking, oh, my goodness, okay, perhaps that it's like, something bad is going to happen. So I started like like checking all the doors, checking the windows, making sure everything was locked, walking the land, making sure like all the the hedges and the fences, making sure that, you know, that was all that, you know, all secure. And I knew I logically I knew this, but I was just doing those things and I thought, oh my goodness. Anyway, I was talking to my friend about it. And she just said to me, she goes, what's happening in the land around you? And I was like, oh my goodness, how did I not link this? And actually, to the left of me, there was a house that had been digging up their their garden because they were extending the house. And to the right of me, diagonally, there's a house where the gentleman had died. He'd been there for oh, probably you know, 60 odd years. And he had like 40 enormous trees. The garden was quite overgrown. You know, he hadn't managed it for quite some time. And they had taken out all of the trees. Um for the first time ever, if I looked over in that direction, usually I could just see trees, but then I could actually see two houses behind that one house that I didn't even, like I had never ever seen from this angle before. And I suddenly realised it was displaced land spirits. It's like all of this energy around me, the land was being displaced and nobody was recognising or honouring that land. So I asked the, you know, so I spoke to the land I said, what is it that you need to do? And it wanted me to walk the land and reassert the boundaries, but also to make a, I don't know what you'd call it, like a a retreat somewhere safe for the land spirits to come and land. So I had this like enormous um, flower pot in the garden that that had had herbs in it. And um, I filled it with like leaves and some moss and I put some dog treats in there and I walked the land and I usually if I walk, I walk the land, you know, it sounds very grand. It's not, it's just like walking the edges of the garden. Um, and I usually like chuck like gummy sweets or something like that down, like every three or four steps. But this time I put um, dog treats down and I just, so I walked all the edges of the garden, perimeter of the garden. I sent good wishes over to where the house was like pulling down all of the trees, sent good wishes to the house to the side of me where they had been pulling up the garden. And I thought, right, is there anything else I need to do? And so I just felt into it. And the answer was no. So I did all of that in daylight. And that night when I went back out to for Merlin's last week of the day, it, the energy felt so incredibly different. It almost felt like a spa retreat, you know, because I'd already made this like little sanctuary in, in this plant, in this planter. And I just remember thinking, oh, gosh, I could just spend all night out here now. And that was the difference. I had gone from feeling really quite like uneasy in my garden where I thought I can't come back out here at nighttime. It's just freaking me out too much. You know, somewhere that I had gone out into the garden you know, for the last 10 years. And I was like, I can't do it in the dark. It's like it's freaking me out too much to witnessing the land, honouring the land, offer, making an offering to the land and recognising the displacement of the land to almost like re-anchor that energy. And suddenly everything calmed down. And I was like, wow, I know that 
land is important. You know, it's like why we have pilgrimages. And I've had this thought a few times before, actually. In like days gone by, many, many people would go on pilgrimage and they would often walk silently in contemplation. That was the point of a pilgrimage. And it just feels like to have that walking, it like clears the energy of the land. You know, when we do it with focused intention, it's almost like um like an I suppose like an acupuncture for the land. It's like when we're walking and having that rhythmic step, when people are doing it in contemplation of something greater than themselves, it keeps the energy flowing freely. And of course, yes, some people do pilgrimages today, but not the same way that they used to be done. Maybe there's like a handful of pilgrimages that are still completed, whereas in days gone by, you know, that might have happened more frequently to smaller places amongst wherever people live. And I think there is something we we've kind of lost that reverence and connection with the land but when i think about how that happened it would it would be very easy for me to go oh my gosh i suddenly feel scared and anxious it must be a me problem and of course it, you know maybe it was a me problem i not had anxiety before i don't usually feel like i'm under attack but that's not to say that that couldn't happen to somebody but you know because i had the right friends and because I'm aware of how other energies impact us. I could just take a moment and say, hang on, what is going on here? This isn't actually normal for me and check in. And it was the environment that was having such a profound impact on me. I was fine when I was in the house. It was when I went outside and I suddenly felt like, well, threatened, I suppose, like scared, threatened, under attack, even though logically I knew I was perfectly safe. There was an energy about it that I was like, yeah, this isn't right. And so, again, sometimes we can think it's us. It's my mind. It's I've got to think harder, try harder. I've got to overcome this like feeling of discomfort. When actually sometimes it's the energy around us. It's the energy that we find ourselves in. You know, there's that phrase that's like we become the sum of the five people we spend our time with. And that really is so, so true. Because it's like the environment, it's the environment we plant ourselves in. If you planted a seed in like really like nutrient void <laughs> um, soil and it grew really thin and weedy and just not healthy at all, you wouldn't be at all surprised. And yet we plant ourselves in all sorts of environments and why, wonder why we don't thrive. So let's talk about what we can do. So obviously there's the external land. You always want to check into the external land, see how it is, see how, if it needs anything from you, if you have a garden, well, even if you don't have a garden, whatever your house is, just walk the perimeter of the home, even if it means like walking a street or if you're in a flat, it's um just still just walk the outside of it and you're just walking that land to like just assert that boundary, that perimeter to make that deep connection with the land, to chat to the land, to, you know, nurture and nourish the land, to water the land, to do whatever it is that you want. But you'll you'll notice that connection with that energy sense of self, that sense of home, that sense of place changes profoundly as soon as we start looking at the land around us. And so if we bring that into our home, how does your home actually feel? Does it feel the way you want it to feel? Because it's one of those things, isn't it? You could sit at home on a, like today, it's a rainy Sunday afternoon and just 
like chilling with your family, having a nice relaxed time, maybe playing some games, having a chat, reading your books, you know, watching a movie, whatever it is you're doing. And if you were to do that in a hotel away from home, it it hits differently (laughs) because in a hotel, there tends to be less stuff. You know, if anything is wrong, it's not your responsibility to sort it out. And so when we're in our own homes, we are constantly surrounded by those energies. Every single thing you have on show in your home is taking your attention. Now, sometimes that's great. Perhaps you have a room full of pictures of people you love and artwork you adore and like cushions and curtains and furnishings and all of those things that you have curated to to create your most perfect home where you feel nourished, nurtured, safe, all of those things. Or perhaps you've got paintwork peeling, carpet spraying, half put together things you're like oh yeah I'll get to that pile of laundry in the corner and whilst there's nothing wrong with those things they still take your attention and is that where you want your attention to be so what I would recommend is thinking about your home as a whole but also breaking it down into the individual rooms so for example because it's like saying you know the environment of your home, it's all got to be fixed this weekend. There's no way that's going to happen. However, you could think about your current intentions, things that you want for yourself in your life right now. And then choose a room that aligns with that and start there. So for example, perhaps you are working on relationships and friendships. Well, that might look at um, focusing on your front room, living room, whatever, whatever room that is, but where you have community, where you have people in that space together. You might be looking at health and that might look like the kitchen through the energy of nourishment and nurturance. Perhaps you're looking at um, rest and nourishment. That could be the bedroom. It also could be passion and romance. Um, The bathroom could be about, again, could be about health and well-being. It could be about, about clearing away old things. So think about what your current intentions are and then choose that room and go into that room and just sit there and just ask yourself, how does the energy of that room feel? Is it aligning with what's important to you? Is it a reflection of your values, of the feelings that you want to experience more of? Or is there room for improvement? Now, the best thing to do is I always think when you're looking around the room, what needs to be removed? What needs to be replaced? And is there anything that needs to be repaired? Now, of course, you don't have to do all of this in one go. But if you imagine everything is getting your attention, there might be some things in there. And this of, this often happens when people have given you a gift and you actually don't like it, but you think, oh, I have to be grateful or they come around regularly. So I've got to keep it out on show. But perhaps it's not to your taste, to your style, to your liking. Well, really, it needs to go because every time you see that, it reminds you that you're betraying your own needs, values, desires, comfort for somebody else's, you know, for someone else's comfort, really. Maybe there's things that need fixing and you keep thinking, oh yeah, I'll, you know, I'll sew up that whatever it is. I'll, I'll mend that thing that's half put together in the corner. 
well, maybe it's time to do that or remove it. What are the things that need to be replaced? Like maybe you have some, I don't know, cushions on the couch that you just don't quite like the colours of them or the colours just make you feel a bit, well, maybe it's time to change them. Maybe it's as simple as bringing fresh flowers into the room to to like lift the energy. If you like, oh, I want more of this in the room. It's like, how can you do that? It doesn't have to be expensive, um, but how can you like bring more of that energy into the room? So when you're looking at shifting that energy, look at like physically cleaning the room, getting rid of any junk, getting rid of any clutter, getting rid of all those things that don't serve you. Then cleanse the space, which you can do with just by opening up the windows, by burning some rosemary, by singing, chanting. In fact, one of the really best things to do, and you can really get a good read on the energy, is to clap. Clap around the room. Clap as high as you can and as low as you can. Clap into the corners. Clack, clack, clack. Clap behind the couch and listen to the resonance of the clap. Now, when you're clapping, it should clap and then have like a little bit of resonance afterwards. So it rings out a little bit longer. If it feels dull and heavy in any areas, the energy is stagnant there. So maybe it's like you're like, oh, this chair feels really stagnant. Well, maybe there's some stuff under the chair, like you've chucked loads of magazines under there or something or toys have rolled under there and they've been forgotten about. Perhaps it just needs a good clean. Um perhaps the the cushions need like plumping up together or something like this and just think what is it about the area maybe it just needs a bit of a hoover or a sweep but just do what you need to do to shift the energy and then clap again or you can use like a a drum or a saucepan and a wooden spoon just something so you can hear what the energy of that room is like because you know what it's like when you've ever um, done a really deep spring clean you walk into the house and you're like oh it feels so different even if you have walked into a house and it's been like freshly hoovered as soon as you walk in there's something you can just tell the energy is different so that's all you're doing it's like you're shifting the energy you're resetting the energy and then once you've reset the energy and it's like the energy is feeling better you can then start bringing in the things that you want, the things that make you feel more like you. So that could be colours, it could be flowers, it could be pictures, it could be whatever you want, but now you get to choose. And when you make that choice, when you are choosing you, it reminds you that you have the power and influence on your daily life. When you walk into that cleaner, tidier room, it hasn't got to be like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be zen, but when it's in a way that feels good to you, um, then you're you're reminded like, oh, yes, you do have power and influence over your choices. You do have power and influence over how you feel. Yes, I don't have to keep that out because it was a gift. Oh, I could, you know, prioritise buying myself some flowers or bringing in some like leaves or flowers from the garden or from wherever you might find them. And it's like allowing those things to come in remind you that actually you have a choice even sometimes when we don't feel like we do you have a choice to clean your home to outsource that for you to get other people to prioritize cleaning the home with you all of those things we have power and influence over so everything in your environment takes your attention so make sure that it's attention that is supportive and nourishing of you 
setting your environment up for success. Um, so again, when we are looking at your environments and how they reflect back to us, you know, our energy, what we're giving out and feeling supported, it's like, is your environment set up for success? Are the things that you use frequently, are they within easy reach? When you think about, I don't know, hobbies or priorities in your life, are they are they set up to support that or are you putting obstacles in the way? If you are wanting to um, regularly go for a walk and yet your gym bag is like at the top of the cupboard at the back and you have to struggle to find it every morning, that is going to be much harder for you to do than if your gym bag was somewhere where you could just grab it easily. Yeah, and it's just like thinking about things like that. What are the priorities? Are Is your environment reflecting that priority for you to make it easy? And actually, while we are talking about the home, one um, final thing that I would recommend, <laughs> it's a big ask, but if you want to change your life, okay, if you want to make significant change in your life, there is one place in your home that if you tidied, it would bring that change and that's your wardrobe. If you change your wardrobe, if you clean, clean out your wardrobe, it will make massive changes in your life. And yet that's the one place where people just pile more and more into, under, on top of. Because if you were to empty out your wardrobe, in that wardrobe are so many memories. There are clothes that maybe remind you of certain events. Maybe there are clothes that remind you of when you have looked different, been a different size, had a different style, had a different lifestyle. Um there will be memories in there, there'll be bags of things in there, there'll be all sorts of things. And when you clear out that and you throw out the things that maybe they're they're clothes or bags or memories from a time gone by, perhaps you've been holding on to clothes that you're like, oh, maybe I'll fit into them again one day instead of just embracing who you are now and embodying your truth now. All of those things, it make it that it can be very I suppose confronting, but it has so much emotional charge. It can be much harder to do than going, oh yeah, I'm just going to clean out the wardrobe. And if you ever do find yourself going, I'm just going to clean out the wardrobe, <laughs> I guarantee change is coming. But if you do want to create that change, clearing out the wardrobe is the thing to do. Just like if you ever want clarity, cleaning your windows and cleaning your mirrors are the things to do because guess what? They allow you to see better. So you can see all of these ways that your environment reflects what's going on for you and the energy that you find yourself in, whether it's supportive or whether it's draining you. If you walk into a room and you're just like, oh God, that paint's still peeling or I hate this wallpaper or the carpets need changing or you know, whatever it is, it takes away your energy drip by drip by drip. And then you wonder why you're feeling blech and not quite as motivated and inspired as you have done. Whereas, you know, if you can or doing what you can, it's like, do that, do whatever it needs to be. Even if the carpet's annoying you and you could afford a rug, but you can't quite afford the carpet, it's like, get a rug down. If the paint is peeling or something like that and you can't afford to paint the whole house, it's like, see if you can put a picture over it or something. You know, it doesn't have to be massive, but the second you start like paying more attention to your environment and setting it up in a way that supports you, obviously that's going to make your life easier for you. So what are you going to start with? So I want to talk about synchronicities in just a moment, 
But I, I do really want you to feel into the energy of the places you spend your time in. So we've talked about the land that you live on. We've talked about the house that you live in. But also don't forget, this also applies to things where you spend a lot of time, which could be your car. Is your car um, clean and tidy? Does it have everything you need in it? Is it prepared? For example, do you have, I don't know, washer fluid in the boot along with, um, you know, uh, oh my goodness, like a toolkit that's often in the car anyway, isn't it? Like to change a tyre. Do you have a blanket in the back, some water perhaps? Um, or is it just full of rubbish? You just chuck, chuck everything in the back of the car and you don't have to look at it again. Is the back seat full of crisps that your kids have been eating? Um, is your car constantly, you know, I had I had a friend when we were younger um, and always broke. It's like she, her car was never out of the red on her on her fuel gauge it's like that would give me anxiety today um, <laughs> and it's like how how is that because your car represents the direction you're taking your life in so when you look at your car is it something that's clean and tidy that you love to drive or is, every time you get in it you're like oh my god is it going to get me where I'm going to go and of course sometimes we can't always change those things but you might not be able to afford to get a new car but you might be able to make the environment within the car feel more nourishing for you so even if that's like keeping it tidy having your favorite scent within the car um you know and just having your favorite music in there it's like what can you do to change the environment maybe it's about you know maybe it's not your perfect car but keeping it clean on the outside every time you see it like oh look it looks lovely um rather uh, rather like my car at the moment in the country roads it is filthy and every time I see my car and I'm like oh my gosh I definitely need to clean it and I do need to clean it because every time I look at my car I'm like ugh, I need to clean it and it takes away my energy that's not a healthy relationship to have with the item that represents the direction you're traveling in your life so your car think about if you work in an office um, maybe you have a desk or a room or a cubicle, whatever it is. It's like, what can you do to make that feel more like a reflection of you? What can you add to bring in more things that make you feel like you? Okay, so all of those environments matter. And sometimes we just think, oh, it's because I haven't tried hard enough. My mindset's not right. And sometimes it's because our environment is wrong. Like I said, you wouldn't expect a seed to flourish in really crummy soil, well, don't expect the same from you either. Okay, it's not just about mindset. It's very much about feeling nourished. And I think whilst absolutely 100% mindset is important, without question, our minds are so busy for so much of the day that we only focus on being intentional with our mindset for moments throughout the day. And whilst that is critical and those moments become more moments, actually our environment that we're in, we're just in that 100% of the time. You know, it's like we don't get respite from that generally. I suppose you could have a meditation perhaps. <laughs> but, you know, wherever you put yourself, you are there influenced by that energy around you. Just the same way if you constantly were with a person that was negative and moaning and gossiping and grumpy all of the time, for a while you might be able to hold your own energy and stay chipper. And then after time, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I agree. God, things suck, don't they? And it would be very easy to slip into that energy. 
Whereas if you were surrounded by people that were like, yeah, you can do it. Go, go, go. Oh my gosh, you fell down. Here's a hand. Keep going. You, you were so close. I think you can do it again this time. And they were there supporting you and cheerleading you on. Well, of course, you're much more likely to get to your dreams and desires in that energy. And we very rarely give our environments that same consideration. Yeah, we can think about we can think about our thoughts. We can think about people we spend our time with. But our environment is just as important, if not more so. Even things like when you sleep, if you don't feel safe when you sleep, if you don't feel rested and nourished when you sleep, when you wake up the next day, you're going to be grumpy. And then when you're grumpy, it's really easy to let your mindset slip and, you know, spiral down that that grump, that road of grumpiness. And equally, it's really easy, like if your friend's grumping about something and you're tired and exhausted as well, you can join in that grump fest and it can just spiral and spiral and spiral. Whereas if you've, you know, your room set up, you've got your like favourite duvet on, it just feels amazing, the temperature's good, you know, you feel safe because, you know, you've checked your doors and your windows and you're like, oh yes, energetically I feel safe. You have maybe put yourself in a purple bubble while you're sleeping or I like to put a white pyramid over the top of my house so I put one over the top of my house then I put one over my community and then I put one over the like the whole area I live in um if other people want to receive that uh, white pyramid they are welcome to receive it um that's the intention I set when I set it for the land around me and it just allows you to have a more peaceful sleep so when you wake up the next day you're much more likely to be like thinking about your mindset setting up your day for success with the right thoughts and maybe you're doing some meditation or some affirmation maybe you're like remembering to pull on your magical knickers or have a shower and let everything wash away that's not yours and then when your friend is feeling a bit grumpy you don't get sucked into that energy you can either reframe it for them you can choose to step away from that energy or you can just choose to hold space but not be impacted by it and so that environment is essential it can like change the direction that your day is going to go. So do not underestimate the power of your environment. It is something that is so essential, but often not given as much credit as it needs. So the last thing I want to talk about um, in this idea of the world mirroring to you are synchronicities. How often do you pay attention to the synchronicities around you? Do you dismiss them? Do you notice them? Are they always there, but perhaps you don't do anything with it? So just the other day, I was thinking about um, a talk, giving a talk. And I was like, what will I give my talk on? And I was thinking about all the different things that I could give like uh, a talk on. And it kept coming back to, you know, all the things you probably heard me talk about loads and loads of times before. And I was like, that's lovely. But why? Why is that? What's the point of like talking about magical knickers what's the point about talking about soul vitamins what's the talk about what's the point of talking about like creating a magical morning without adding any extra minutes to your day and I was like oh yeah it all goes back to reminding people they have more power and influence in their life and that's all I want that's all I'm ever talking about is helping you to understand that you have more power and influence in your own life than you realize it's really easy to think we can't make change. There's so much stuff going on in the world right now that little old me, we can't do anything. And actually we can. 
That's why I love magic. Magic is about, basically about that, that ability to create change. We have way more power in magic. And that's all I want people to remember. So that they never have to feel helpless. They never have to feel alone. That there's always something they can do to help themselves, to support themselves. Um, even if that's knowing when to ask for additional help and support. And so I was like, oh yeah, this is interesting. So I was thinking about this in the morning. I went and had a shower. And then when I came down into the kitchen... I think actually I think this was only yesterday. Oh, I have no idea what time it is right now. Um and Jay said to me, he went, Oh, look in the gar- look at that in the garden. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it was a sparrow hawk and it had taken down a pigeon. First of all, I was like, uh, where's the dog? <laughs> and it wasn't, he was snoozing in the in the front room. And there was this sparrow hawk, um, just, you know, doing what sparrow hawks do, feeding on this pigeon. So I snooked upstairs and I took a photo of it and um got some really surprisingly good photos of it. And I thought, oh, wow, that feels really, really symbolic. (laughs) It's like nailed its prey in the garden. Like I say, I've been here for like 10 or 11 years. Never seen anything like that in the garden. Anyway, I, of course, googled what is the symbolism of a sparrowhawk. And I couldn't believe it when I read it. It said, um, reminds us that we are stronger than we think. And I was like... Thank you, universe. Cosmic wink there. So I had been saying that we have more power and influence than you think. And I'm like, yeah, should I do a talk around that? Is that what my talk would be around? And then (laughs) there it is. Google, you have more power than you think. Or more, more, sorry, more strength than you think. And I was like, ah, thank you. That does feel like a bit of a cosmic wink. So you can look around the world as if everything has meaning. Or you can look around as if nothing has meaning. It is your choice to make. It is your choice to live in a world of awe and wonder and possibilities and synchronicities when the world is giving you little cosmic nudges the whole time and like shifting you on your path. Or you can think it's all a load of nonsense and ignore all of it. I might have just gone, oh yeah, Sparrowhawk in my garden, what a coincidence, and completely ignored it. Or I could have just, or as I chose to do, I went, oh, thanks universe. (laughs) That's definitely what I'll be focusing on. Thanks for the help. And it's like that, whether you over, we talked about this in the intuition one, it's like whether you overhear a conversation or overhear a song or a friend of mine, she's always seeing messages on buses. (laughs) And she's like, Rebecca, you'll never guess what the bus has said today. And it'll be like this random bus and it'll just be like the perfect message for her. Those things, the universe is constantly speaking to us, mirroring back to us the things we need to hear. And what I'd recommend, in fact, I recommend this so much. I actually created a journal, which you can get on Amazon if you wanted to, called Magical Moments. But obviously you don't need that. You just need a journal. And you can just write down those magical moments, those moments of synchronicities, those moments of air quotes, coincidences, those moments where you have managed to reframe something, that moment where you just think, oh, that was a little bit out of the ordinary. I'm going to note that down. Because the more you do that, the more you note it down, the more it invites into your world. Because it's really easy. I mean, like I could have seen that sparrowhawk yesterday and just gone, wow, isn't that cool? Look at nature, like in my garden. (laughs) Something I've never seen before. That's amazing. And then just carried on about my day and thought nothing else of it. Or, as I did, I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. That feels a bit out of the ordinary. Let me have a look to see what this means. Does it, is this relevant for me? And if, if it hadn't have been, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. But it was incredibly relevant for me. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And the very fact that I have written it down means that I have remembered 
the significance significance of it and it means i can share it with you too whereas if i'd just seen the sparrowhawk i probably would have forgotten it's like how many times we're like oh yeah i'll definitely remember and we definitely don't <laughs> and so write those things down because it just builds up a body of work and you'll start to notice oh yeah look i saw a white feather and when i see white feathers this is what tends to happen next oh look i saw repeating numbers how many repeating numbers have you seen um, and when I see repeating numbers, this is what happens next. So when you see that repeating number again, you're like, ah, oh, I know what's going to happen next. Whether it's a cosmic wink to go full steam ahead, whether it's a cosmic wink to pause, whether it's a po- cosmic wink to go, no, alert, alert, turn the other way. These are all moments when you can connect in with yourself. And as a friend of mine says, sometimes a fly in your coffee is just a fly in your coffee. So yes, we can explore everything in the world around us. Oh, this happened and this happened. I saw this and I saw this. Oh, what was the meaning of this? And we can intellectualise everything. We can go and, you know, dive into the meaning of every single thing. But sometimes things just happen. (laughs) Sometimes things just are. And we don't need to understand every single thing. So just look out for the things that feel significant, that maybe feel a little bit out of the ordinary or feel like they're being repeated and it is a message. Okay. So sometimes everything has a meaning and sometimes nothing has meaning. And it's up to you to decide which is which and when is important to you. Okay, so I think that's lots of stuff for you to go and think about, about the world as a mirror, about your environment as a mirror, about the signs and synchronicities as a mirror for you and learning how to work with those energies, learning how to communicate and understand with those energies and also learning how to improve and change those energies around us because you do have more power and influence than you realise so I'd love to know if you're listening on Spotify, obviously you can go and post your question, your comment on Spotify. If not, come to our community or message me in all of the places. Um, but what are you, what is, what does your environment mean to you? And after listening to this podcast, what is one thing you're going to do next to either improve the quality of your environment or to change the, the quality of your environment? So thank you for listening. I will speak to you again very soon.